Hey, so it's Death by Video, and we're here live at the Elgin Theater. Oh, yeah. And I am joined by my very special guest, the one, the only, Ermina Perez. The girl who wasn't there. And we're here to see a very secret film on, uh, it's uh, currently 10.50 a.m. on Sunday, September 9th. Um, we are at the lovely uh, Roy Thompson Hall in downtown Toronto, Ontario. Um, so, what are you hoping to see today, Ramina? I have no idea what we're seeing. It's a complete surprise. It's a secret movie. Yay! Yay! So, um, yeah, I'm running on very little sleep because I got up the Halloween episode last night. And, and you're seeing three movies today. Yes, so I will be dead by tomorrow. And I have to work tomorrow as well. That's great. What time do you start? Like 8.30 a.m. And my last movie ends at uh, like 3 a.m. this morning. Tomorrow, tomorrow morning. crazy. Yeah. So anyways, uh, this is just a quick intro. We'll be back afterwards to briefly chat about what we see. Uh, we hear it's a rumor that it's the Outlaw King. If that's the case, I have to change my tickets around. I see Brandon. He's over there. Where is he? Over there. Oh, yeah, there he is. Ah, oh, hilarious. All right. With a, cold, <laughs> with a stone cold blonde. I think that's his, uh, his lady love. Anyways, we'll be back <laughs> in a little bit. Bye. And we're back. So it turns out the secret movie was The Outlaw King, the story of Robert the Bruce post, uh, post Braveheart. So, Ermina, what are your, we're just walking along uh, Festival Street here in downtown Toronto. I loved it. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, it was riveting. I mm-hmm. was right in there with my knuckles watching it. Whack, smack. So bloody, so just great, visceral, and yeah. There, and I was rooting for the for the fights and stuff. Yeah, it was great to see like so. My background is Scottish. To see like a more historically accurate version of the story of the rebellion rebellion against England in uh, the 1300s. And how do we know it's more historic? Well, first, well, because in Braveheart, uh, Robert the Bruce is portrayed as being a coward, and. Okay. And uh, not really having anything to do with the rebellion, and William Wallace was the guy that that did everything. But in this version, and also they have kilts on in the in Braveheart, whereas kilts didn't become a thing in Scotland until the 1800s. Uh, I really loved uh, James Douglas a lot. I thought he was great, and brave. Yeah, the character was awesome. There's always so much stuff going on down here. Oh, there's a premiere happening. Uh, the lead's uh, name? Who's that actor? Chris Pine from uh, Star Trek 2009 and from the director David McKendry's previous film, Hell or High Water. Right, I still have to see that. Oh, who are we passing? Is that, uh, who is that? I don't know, there's some famous people over across the street. I don't know who they are. It's literally stopped traffic. Mm-hmm. Who? Who? I don't know. Oh, I recognize her. I don't know who it is. Who is it? Um, from the office. Christina. Oh, oh, uh, what's her name? Rashida Jones. Yeah, that's it. Rashida Jones. Yeah. Always a crazy situation at TIFF. So, yeah, so that was Rashida Jones who we just passed, and there's some other dude posing for photos, too. Um, all right, so Outlaw King was fun. It was gory. It was very stabby. You didn't play Fame by David Bowie, right? Sure, that'll be our the ending one song. One and only. That'll be our ending song for this one. But yeah, Outlaw King, uh, Chris Pine was really good. Um, the directing, the action scenes were amazing. Um, 
the only weird thing was they, they cast a non-Scottish person to play the Scottish king, but I guess I just had to do with financing. It'll be on Netflix and I think... As in Chris Pine? Yeah, Chris Pine's uh, American. Oh, okay. Oh. I think it's some Scottish ancestry, but I'm not entirely sure. Anyways, so... Uh, we're going to wrap this little mini episode up. I'm going to see if I can get it uploaded before t- by tonight at some point. But uh, so, Armina, thank you very much for coming with me today. Thank you for having me, for thinking of me. Aww. And, uh, yeah, so that was LL King. Check it out on Netflix in a couple of, uh, weeks or months. I'm not sure when it comes out. It's uh, a shame that it won't be getting a theatrical release. This is probably going to be one of the final few times it ever gets screened in a theater. But, uh, you know. That's unbelievable. I can't believe that. Oh, it's the Netflix model. They want to kill theaters. But they like film no, festivals. No, Netflix are mean to kids. They are. All right, and on that note, I've been Graham. And I've been the girl that wasn't there. Hey, guys, it's Graham. It's uh, very late at night. It is 2.38 a.m. on uh, Monday, September 10th in the morning. I just got back from uh, Midnight Madness screening. It's been a very long day. I went all the way from uh, the first screening this morning at 11, which was Outlaw King, which I saw with Hermina, to then going to see uh, Sunset, which is the follow-up from the same director, I can't remember his name, of uh, the Oscar award-winning foreign film Son of Saul. I gotta admit it was a bit of a letdown. Um, Kind of feels like he had so much success with his first film that uh, he was offered a blank check, and he... uh, Kind of pulled a, you know, a tall Paul Thomas Anderson when he made Magnolia. Not to knock Magnolia. A lot of people like it. But uh, it's just kind of like too much, too long, too much budget. Um, and then, and I don't really want to rag on the movie. It was, it was a disappointment for me. I was really looking forward to it because I'd missed Son of Saul at uh, TIFF three years ago. And I said the next time this guy has a movie playing, I won't miss it. Um, and then I... Uh, I went and saw Gaspar Noe's new film Climax at Midnight Madness. Now, that was a film. Um, for the first, I guess, half hour of it, I'm like, oh, Gaspar Noe finally made a, a fun movie for a change. And then the Gaspar Noe-ness of the movie took over and it suddenly got very, very dark. Um, I think I like the movie. I don't really know. It's one of those situations where there were moments when people got up and walked out of the out of the theater um, I can't really blame them because I would have walked out as well if, uh, I don't know, if I guess I've had the same reaction they did. I know that doesn't make much sense, but I'm very tired right now. Um, uh, this is my biggest day of the festival, three movies in one day. Um, I actually sat next to a guy who did five movies today in one day. I have no idea how he did it because, um, like, with the three movies, they were spaced out just wide enough where I could – you know, go to the bathroom in between, grab a coffee, and then go to different venues. They're all at different venues as well, which made it super hard. But uh, Gaspar Noe's Climax, man. Great soundtrack. Um, it got really, really messed up, but it, it felt like it, none of it was played for laughs. It wasn't like a Craig S. Zoller film where, hey, here's something offensive, let's all laugh at it. Like, it was definitely, you were meant to feel every bad feeling in that movie while an awesome soundtrack was going on in the background. Um, but yeah, I'm very tired. Uh, I'm going to try and get this up at some point tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to be seeing Freaks, uh, not the 1932 film by Todd Browning, but uh, a film from this year from Canada, uh, which I'll be seeing with Amy Force at 9.45 p.m. Hopefully this will go up before then. If not, it's been another great day at TIFF. 
exhausting, but good. Uh, as I, my sister told me today, you, I cannot complain about having to watch three movies in one day, because because uh, that's that's what you know we do here at Death by Video. Hey, it's Death by Video, and we are here. Back at the Toronto Film Festival, day whatever, September 9th, 10th, 10th. Um, I'm here joined by Amy Force, yay, for some other podcast. Anyways, we're about to see the film Freaks, which Amy uh, selected. It's her first film at the festival this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't really think too hard about my selection, just to say. <laughs> oh, well, it'll be good. Um, I'm kind of caught up. I think I recorded last night at around 3 a.m., uh, but I caught up on sleep somewhat. And um, slumwhat, yeah, I'm kind of still slurring my speech. Um, and yeah, so we're here. So, Amy, why did, what made you pick this film? <laughs> um, I wanted to see a Canadian film, and this was one of the ones that Graham agreed to see and was available. <laughs> yeah, but that about sums it up. Anyways, we'll be back after the film to uh, give our thoughts on it and maybe give it a little rundown. Uh, we'll be right back my rant again you can't what i can't recreate my rant it's like yeah. that was you know natural in the moment now it's all just forced yeah well like your last name amy force um so we just got out of freaks uh i really was pleasantly surprised by it um i think you liked it too yeah it was okay yeah so <laughs> thanks to amy for recommending it because i never would have like picked this movie on my own but i uh, i really dug it um and it was good to hear that they got distribution uh, so, Amy, what are your initial thoughts on the movie? Um, I I guess I liked it. I, I liked that I didn't know what was going on initially. Uh, as we were just saying, they talked about The Truman Show weirdly being one of their inspirations. Uh, because the filmmaker walked in five minutes late before they explained what happened. Or after they had explained that he's on a show. So he's trying to figure out the whole time what is going on, which kind of was the same feeling with this movie initially. Um, and there's some really great kind of uh, surreal moments, I guess, where we start to understand her powers. Uh, and that was really cool, but I did feel like there was points where I started to get lose interest a little bit. Like there was It did feel a little long. There's yeah, it felt along at parts and there was definitely like very specific points and I tried to actually remember this when I was watching the movie, like, okay, remember that this is the part where you started to get bored. And I think it was the part in the ice cream truck where he's talking about the unicorns. When he tells the unicorn story, I was like, this feels very forced and stupid. And I'm like immediately pulled out of the movie for a second. And I started to just feel like, okay, I, now, I, now I'm starting to understand what's going on and I'm getting what's happening. So now what? And it started to be really repetitive. Sorry, you're peeking a little bit. Oh, it's drag it back a little bit okay felt kind of like repetitive almost like now we're just re-going over the same things and and the mystery is is kind of gone now and now i get what's happening i get their power so mm-hmm. so we should we should work. you know do a little brief breakdown of the plot so it starts off with a father who we all you know we presume he's the father who might not be of this little girl it does turn out that he's a father we should say spoiler alert and we also should say that because like the film only had its world premiere a couple days ago it just got picked up for distribution. It could very well change by the time it comes out. I've seen that happen at TIFF many times where there's like the world premiere and then How you see the final. It? How long was it, do you think? Uh, I think they started it a little late. It was probably just under two hours. Oh, okay. It felt longer than that. If they probably, because like I looked at my watch when it was over and it was like uh, 11.35, so I feel that if they cut it down yeah. maybe to one, it was probably like 
an hour 50. If they cut it down to an hour 40 or even an hour 45, because sometimes it's just like minor trims that make things go. But, uh, yeah, so it features, so it starts this little girl, and, like, we're told that there's freaks in public, and that the father has to protect her, so he's got her locked up in the house. I also didn't understand, like, all the TV footage, like, all the the news stuff and the interview. It seemed really dated. Did you, did you feel that way? Like, with the um, stuff on the TV, it was like, is this supposed to be from, like... 2002? Well, they do say... It was the, weird. The thing they say is that inside the house, uh, time moves faster. Because Emile Hirsch, spoiler alert, has the power to, like, slow down time, but not stop it. And, like, that's how he protects his daughter from being uh, tracked down by the government. But, no, it's, it's sort of what I got from that is that... Because they mentioned drone strikes. By the way, where are we walking? We're just walking know. aimlessly along Queen Street. Are we getting um, an Uber or no? Yeah, let's Uber. Um, but, uh... Do we want McDonald's? No. But you want yeah. McDonald's? <laughs> sort of. No. No. no, no, not this McDonald's. Uh, why, why, why? But this is the McDonald's that's here. Yeah. Uh, what about A&W? Where's A&W? I don't see anything. Back the way, we just passed no. it. How about just a french fry? All right, all right, all right. All right, so Amy Force is very happy. We have her McDonald's. <laughs> um, and we were just talking about, I think we should point out, like, Amy uh, got super in-depth. We are walking, like, sitting on a dirty street corner on Queen Street as the garbage trucks roll by. Um, it's kind of nice. It's kind of drizzly out. There's not many people around. It's like it should be in a city. Yes, I call this a perfect Toronto evening. Sorry, can you say that again? <laughs> With french fries in my mouth. I'd call this a perfect Toronto night. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it's uh, we were we were kind of getting into our criticisms a little bit. I think we both liked the movie. Um, I didn't. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like I try not to get super hyper. It's a movie that like I enjoyed, but I know that I will forget about it a couple days from now. So it's not one of those movies that sticks in my mind and I think about it days after. Okay, I see. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's just good. Like, it, for me, it was just such a pleasant surprise because like whenever I see Canadian film at TIFF, I'm always kind of like, eh. But um, why is that? Because I've seen so many bad Canadian films at TIFF. Everyone's like, it's a local film made in Calgary, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it's always, you know, the, 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 the uh, genre I was talking to you about where someone comes home. Oh, right. Or, like, someone leaving home. Um, but, uh, but this was a pleasant surprise. It was different. Yeah, you know. it wasn't a Canadian film. Like, they just made it here, but they didn't make it a Canadian film at all. I know, but it was written and directed by Canadians. I just, I, I know that they, they used American money and were kind of, like, trying to be coy about, you know, they taking place. in America. Yeah, but I mean that's that's just to make sure that it actually gets some kind of release in the states, which which I feel is a cop out. I know we were getting into that, but to me it's like I've seen so many great Canadian films get held back because, oh, why is the color you know the money colored that way? That's just stupid though, and that'll never change unless you just shove it down people's throats. I know, but we're a nation of thirty-five million, and they're a nation of four hundred million. Anyways, I know you talked long and loud about your. Just like being turned off by seeing uh, Canadian cities passed up as America, but on the whole, um, I think the highlight for me was the little girl and Bruce Dern. I'll have some fries. <laughs> well, what, what would you think? I actually really thought that the um, Emile Hirsch, who played her father, did a really good role. I liked him. I liked him a lot. Yeah, yeah, he did did that good thing of like he came across crazy, but you know, there's a shred of like truth to what he's saying. Even the parts where it's like really, really verging on like child abuse. It, you still never lose him as a character. Like, you still never go, like, okay, no, this guy is, like, 
treating his his daughter terribly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you never lose him as a father. That's the yeah. thing. He never crosses over into that villain territory. No. Although it's funny because it, um, in the Q and A, they were like, "Oh, we wanted every character to not be all good or all bad, and everyone to be both." But I was like, uh, "I feel like you painted the neighbors across the street as pretty much just bad." Yeah, I mean, I think they meant like the core cast because neighbors, neighbors across the street were like, I mean, they were gonna take money to take in this kid and pretend pretend it's theirs, um, and like the father was cool with it, the mother was like cool with it as well until. There was that first weird uh, moment where the uh, main character, Chloe, took over the mother's brain. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I asked you as your mouth, mouth is full of fries. Um, so I'm going to dig into this uh, little greasy burger that'll give me heartburn uh, later on tonight um, while you chew out, chow down on your nuggets. So final thoughts on Freaks. Um, I think it's a bad title. Yeah, well, it instantly calls to me um, uh, Todd Browning's Freaks from 1932. It makes it sound like it's a bit of a horror film. And you know what? It might change because, or again... less intelligent than it is. That's true. And we were talking about it in the McDonald's. The script was very well written. It was very well smartly put together. And the film does act as a bit of an allegory for the other. So, like, the uh, one audience member brought up the Holocaust, you know... Uh, is an obvious parallel, or illegal aliens, because they talk about, like, just because we make someone illegal doesn't change the fact that they're here. Um, very X-Men-ish. I would say yes, but not to the to the uh, uh, overt populist way that X-Men is. She's nodding along, folks. Um, but yeah, so on the whole, you enjoyed it? Yeah, I think it's a good festival film. You see it in a context. With, with not knowing really much about it, I can tell that by the time it gets released, there'll be a bunch of trailers that give away all the stuff. The Flying Mom, Bruce Dern, Turning Invisible, all that stuff. It'll be like, these are the... like. They'll probably like try and market as like, if superpowers are real. Whereas like walking into this now, I didn't really know that. I just thought it was about a, you know, a creepy dude that kept his daughter locked up in the house. Yes. I didn't know it would be as supernatural as it was. As it got to be. Yeah. All right. So... On the whole, I enjoyed it. Uh, Did we do like a rating? Like a? I think no, I don't like that. I don't like reducing films to ratings. Cool. Yeah, that's my whole thing. It's like it's film is is you know it's for everyone. Uh, everyone's opinion is different. Every movie is somebody's favorite movie. I remember meeting someone that really loved Triple X Two: State of the Union. That was the sequel to the Vin Diesel Triple X movie starring Ice Cube. I loved Face Off. Yeah, I still like Face Off. Face Off is a good movie. Some people hate it. A lot of people hate the movies I like. And I'm okay with that because it's to each their own. So we'll say we both enjoyed it. I think I might have liked it a bit more than you, but just because my my uh, expectations were like just dirt floor low. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So thank you so much, Amy, for being on the podcast with me and coming with me to a film tonight. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Um, it was great to have you on. Not the last time, because like at first you were like, I'm, I will have nothing to say, and then you just talked and talked and talked. More so when the microphone was off, but uh, I think we got the good stuff while the microphone was on. So, for Death by Video... I've been Amy. I'm who? You have to say, I've been Amy. I've been Amy? Yes. Oh, I've been Amy. And I've been Graham saying, be sure to rewind, and we will see you next time. Keep watching awesome movies. Good night. 